This is Daisen Shui XD Podcast, episode 174 for the week of May 10th, 2009. Welcome to Daisen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisen Shui X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Welcome back, everyone. It's wow. Mike and Mary again. Yes, just a two-man and woman crew. It's like we never left. It is like we left, actually. Very much (laughs) like we left. We took the first more than one-week break since uh, the honeymoon, really. And I think that was the only other time we've ever done this on the show. It was well worth it, though. Yeah, we got a hot new setup over here. Um, I'm curious to see how the final output sounds, because we are kind of um, recording in a bigger space than what we're used to. We've kind of got... Higher ceilings to worry about, some acoustics, and cats. Cats in the background. And jingle bells. <laughs> yeah, we're all uh, moved into the new Daisenshu EX headquarters here. It's kind of nice. I like it. I loves it. I mean, the area that we're in right now is basically the old headquarters transported to the loft of the new headquarters. So it kind of feels the same, a little different. Yeah, it's a little surreal. It's like bizarro apartment. But... It is. It's nice. It's nice. So we're kind of... Getting back into the groove of things here, we were thinking about doing an episode last week, but again, we'd only just been here for a little while, and then I got sick, and it's kind of tough to record an episode when you're, uh drooling and all gross and bleh out in bed, so. Sound like you're on your deathbed. (laughs) I know, I know. My voice still isn't totally back to normal. I kind of like my voice when I'm sick. I get a little bit more of a... get a little sexier. Deeper voice going on. I feel like I can somewhat rival Julian and Jeff when I'm sick. And I can talk like this. But, uh, yeah, we're back. Mary, you and I, we're gonna do a topic this week. It's gonna be, uh, the Dragon Ball Kai review of awesomeness. We have three episodes we haven't spoken about because we've been gone. So you and I are going to talk about that. We got releases, we got emails, we got news, we got donation items to name. So it's kind of like a a full-length episode compressed into a quick getting back into the groove episode. We got all sorts of good stuff. Mary, we're actually going to debut a new sort of a segment on the show this week. Cool. We need some new segments up in this piece. I've got about a month's worth of material already in the backlog ready to go. So uh, just as a a quick intro to it, we're going to do it here in the stuff segment. It's going to kind of be the... uh, I hate to use the phrase again, get into the groove. You know, we get the show going, we play a little something special for you, then we get into the meat of the show. That's how we're going to roll with this. Each week, for at least the foreseeable future, we actually have some music to play for you. Now, you think of some other podcasts you listen to, and maybe they play some uh, break music or ending credits, uh, full-length music, something like that. This is very different. It's almost like we're playing... Uh, a radio station sort of kind of we're gonna play an entire song for you but we've been granted full credit by the original producers of these songs to play them for you so i'm really excited about that and we're gonna debut this i I don't know what to call it music track song of the week whatever you want to call it something very very funny and something very very special Uh, a couple episodes ago uh, I think sometime last month on Otaku Generation, Bernhard, who contributes every week to the show there, 
did this uh, really funny uh, full production segment thing. I don't want to spoil what it is, because what I'm going to do is play it for you right now. He went back and did a full-length version of the Dragon Ball portion of it and sent it over to us. So I would love to play it for you. Big thanks to Bernhard for this. Mary, you haven't heard this at all uh, yet. I have not. So we're actually going to stop the recording of the episode right now, temporarily. I'm going to play it for Mary. And oh, then, it's uh, fresh for me. That's right. And then we're going to... Uh, Talk about it. So, Mary, are you ready for this? I am indeed. Alvin, Alvin, those aren't even the real lyrics. Alvin, Alvin, 
So I don't think I could have prepared you for that. No, although you did mention it in the car the other day. You said something about uh, chipmunks. Oh, did I? Yeah. Ah, I ruined it for you. Well, I kind of forgot, so <laughs> it was like a surprise all over again. Well, there you go. I, I, we're starting it off with a, a very interesting choice. I really appreciate a, a full-length production of that. We have some really cool stuff coming for you in the future as well, so definitely check back. Uh, the next couple of weeks we'll have some exclusive music for you. So uh, with the stuff out of the way, I mean, Mary, you got anything you want to mention? You ready to hit the news? Yes. So it's been a couple weeks. We're catching up on stuff. You've probably heard about this by now. But Evolution, basically a flop. Yeah, I don't think it's even in theaters anymore. <laughs> we were at the movies last week and this week. I don't even remember seeing it up no, as something no. you can go see. It's basically done. You know, it did uh, $4.8 million on its opening weekend, and right now it's only done just under $9 million total in the U.S. The budget ended up being around $50 million. Uh, but right now the worldwide total is just barely over its budget. So... Profit. Sequel? Uh, this isn't even counting it's a hard sell. sales. That's, uh, it can only make more money from here. Um, I would love to see if there's a way it can lose money from here. <laughs> that would be intriguing. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with uh, any Evolution sequel talk if uh, we get anything more concrete or official. Moving over to Japan, the Tonkobon are getting new covers in Japan. You wouldn't think that these are continuing to be released with the Kanzenban that came out a few years ago. Uh, Shueisha has really been promoting that as their flagship product for the manga. Uh, but apparently the Tonkobon are getting new covers. They're only slightly updated from the original, as you can see from the scan we have on the homepage. The basic image is the same but the Dragon Ball, the top portion with the horizontal line and the Dragon Ball, that's uh, updated with just this D and the B and it's got a red star with a number and it's got the title and the credits on there. you have any thoughts on that, Mary? I really hate it. Really it's hate really it? stupid. I, I hate how the D and the B are so separated. Like, there's no central branding to it. It just looks so disjointed. I would not be able to tell. It's like, I'm an issue of a manga. I agree entirely. I, I It's... Really bad looking. The uh, scan here shows the first in the 42nd issue. It is getting some new spine art. They show kind of a preview of it down at the bottom, or the uh, left-hand side of the D has Oolong on there. So it's going to be getting new spine art. They'll be correcting some issues there. You know, the second Yajirobe and some other stuff on there. So that's something going on. Over in Japan also, Dragon Ball Kai is getting an additional new CD. Now we know about the opening and the ending getting CD singles in May and in June respectively. But coming out on July 15th will be the Korotan Pack Dragon Ball Kai CD. It's going for 15 and 75 yen, and we know it's going to contain at least the opening and the ending themes, karaoke versions of them, and maybe even more. So very, very strange that uh, three months in succession we're getting the opening, the ending, and then a compilation of the two. It's not strange at all, because yeah, it's... More cash in. Yes, money, money, money. I'm dying to know what will be on this uh, Kodochan pack that's different from the other two. Has it separated itself? Very, very strange. So if you don't know what these Kodochan packs are, back in September 07, we actually got Kodochan pack best CDs for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, which were kind of budget-priced reissues of pre-existing music as a new compilation. So a uh, new Kai Kodochan pack coming in July. Last bit of news I got for you is even more Viz Big Delays. We've been keeping up on these. DVZ number four, which was originally supposed to come out April 21st, 
which would have helped people keep up with our manga review of awesomeness if they were uh, going along with the VizBig, is now listed as June 23rd over on Amazon, so another two-month delay there. And then DBZ number five, originally supposed to come out July 21st, is now listed as October 20th. Ooh, ouch. So it's actually the second time that these have been delayed this year. I don't know what's going on over at Viz. We know they have some restructuring layoffs going on, really, really hurting their release schedule. Uh, we'll continue to, to keep you up to date on additional Viz delays. So that is the news. With it out of the way, let's talk about Kai. Mary, now that we've moved, we're actually watching Kai in high definition. Oh my god, it's a world of a difference. It is. You, know, you see the contrast uh, much more clearly between the opening, the ending, and then the content of the show itself. And then within the show itself, all the redrawn scenes and uh, updated things in there. So it's uh, a very different experience with that. And, uh, you know, we have three episodes to talk about here. It's kind of been a blur for us. That's so the problem with doing on. three episodes in a row is that I do not really... I can't distinguish one from the next other than the one that we just watched we like a half hour ago. We just watched six, so I think you're going to remember four and five a little bit because of some of the censoring that's been going on. There's a lot of talk to go there. Uh, let's just start with the censoring. The big thing, uh, I'd say two big examples of censoring have been the hole through Goku's chest after the Makanko Sapo, which kind of turned into more of a... A burn than a gaping Yeah, hole. it looked like someone stuck like a giant cigarette or a cigar, <laughs> like just to put it out in like Goku's chest and he has like, you know, burns on him. And there's a lot of blood removal as well. In addition to that, the next episode, when Gohan reverts from his Ozaru form back to normal, his tail was originally behind him. Now his tail kind of starts in front of him covering his wee-wee and then goes back behind him where it was. So we have some penis censoring going on as well. In addition to this, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff going on. There's been some cigarette removal. Very, very strange. I think the main reason people are talking about these specific censorings are because it's followed by One Piece where, you know, Sanji smokes every episode. Yeah, it's like Dragon Ball Kai is now brought to you by four kids or something. It's really disturbing. I know I said that a couple episodes ago on the show, but I find this censoring just ass backwards. It's like, okay, the show came out 20 years ago and we're going to censor it retroactively because now all of a sudden these things that were fine back then are now not okay 20 years after the fact. I mean, I mean, this is messed up over time, but it is what people become more prudish. Well, we have the same thing, uh, I guess, with our television things. Different aspects go different ways. Like sex is okay, and then violence goes another way. I, I think the big problem is it's really two parts. One is followed by One Piece, which has all of that stuff going on, as well as DBZ is out, is available. It has all of these things in it. How much? Do you think they're trying to do it for people, or I should say countries like us? International audiences? Yeah. I don't know. It's really tough to read into Toei and what their reasonings may be for this stuff. Because what do they care what Funimation or other companies are going to do to their works? They seem well, maybe like- maybe Funimation uses things that would need to be edited as kind of like a bargaining chip when, you know, buying and selling the uh, gotcha. the stuff from Japan. It's like, okay, well, we'll give you this much money for it because we have to put in the money into gotcha. censoring it. But they haven't censored stuff in a while, especially with their DVD products. It's just coming out as is, more or less. And especially where fundamentally... Content-wise, I should say. Isn't getting DBZ on Toonami anymore. It's not like they have to worry about TV broadcast rights. I don't know. I think Japan as a whole is just disturbing me with this sudden censoring 
covering fests, it's kind of distracting to me because they're trying to cover stuff up. All right, so we have the censoring going on. Let's talk about music real quick. Especially episode six, we noticed a couple interesting things. One was the scene where Gohan training with Piccolo brought in some uh, guitar-heavy, almost rock music, which is very strange for us in Dragon Ball. I was saying that it sounded like American dub music, but, but then you said that it kind of reminded you of Budokai music. So then I was like, okay, I'll let that slide a little right, bit. Which, which Kenji Yamamoto did, so it kind of makes sense to pull it in. I think it worked, it fit. It's not my favorite contrast of audio and video. But it because it's so modern and it's contrasting against this clearly aged problem, uh, yeah. animation, it's uh, pretty jarring to me. And I think I also let it fly a little bit more because there are those, and we always talked about this, you know, 10 years ago with Funimation stuff. The dialogue gets room to breathe. It has its own time to shine. There are periods of silence in the music. As much as Kai is a rush through the DBZ series, especially these last couple episodes, it is giving itself time to develop a little bit and not just bang, bang, bang through everything. So I appreciate that side of it as well. Anything else you want to say about the music? For the most part, it's pretty forgettable to me. I am actually starting to remember like maybe a track or two but yeah i don't really feel one way or the other towards the music just yet other than the opening of the theme songs which i think are cute and they do use the opening as a jingle uh, pretty often it's used as the eye catch as well uh very similar to what they did with hedgehala in the original version of dbz where it has a background music jingle which they would use occasionally uh for particular scenes how about voices anyone sticking out to you right now we have two voice replacements to talk about yeah there was mr popo which um he's such a minor character i don't think he warrants dedicating more than three sentences to uh, then there we have uh, Hikaru Midorikawa as Ten Shinhan, who we finally heard today, who one had line. one line. <laughs> and I noted that he sounded like he was playing Ten Shinhan a little bit deeper than he voices some of his other characters from other shows, which Definitely. is good because if he played Ten Shinhan the way he plays other characters, he might sound a little bit too young, teenage boyish, which would not fit him at all. He plays it much more like uh, Tokia Mikigami from Flame of Rekka than he would for someone like, I don't know, Tamahome in an upbeat, happy mood. Yeah. Is much more that subdued. Prefer- I mean, it was it one is real, It's really, really hard, but that's just the general gist I got. It's like, okay, good. He's not high pitched. <laughs> right. That's good. I'm looking forward to giving him a chance in this role and seeing where he's going to take it. Other than that, uh, Masako Nozawa banging it out like perfection as always. I asked Mike, uh, I was like, how old is she? He said, like, I don't know, 70. I could not believe it. Like, she has so much energy. It's insane. Her Gohan's especially cute. I think she's about 73, actually. My God. So we're all doomed if she keels over during production. Ah, don't say it. Don't say it. We need her around. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? Uh, I think I mentioned episode five, Toshio Furukawa as Piccolo. He had a couple of just really snide delivery moments that I love. He he's almost seems like he's overacting a little bit. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just these early moments where he still kind of is Piccolo Daimao. Uh, as the series goes on and he gets a little more subdued. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, he continues to pull back the character a little bit. Seems like uh, Kaiosama to me wasn't fully into it. Seems like he was underacting a little bit. 
kind of think that's how Kaio is. I actually don't remember the Japanese Kaio-sama that much. Well, you hear so maybe that was my problem. Yeah, maybe that's what's confusing me is like I'm picturing the narrator and just Kaio-sama and I'm like, oh, I don't know. He sounds a little bit lackluster, but I don't know what to compare him to gotcha. in my head. One other uh, kind of main discussion point I want to talk about before we kind of end this brief discussion, give some final thoughts on where we are with Kai so far. It's just the pacing of the show. You were asking me, all right, we're on episode six of Kai now. Where would this be in the regular continuity? We're something like 12 or 13, something around there. That's great. Between episodes five and six of Kai, this is where we really skip a lot of material. You think about it. It's the Gohan and the robot, Gohan and the orphans, Princess Snake, uh, the Arlia stuff, uh, the episode where Tenshin Han and everyone goes back and fights those two Saiyajin, which we're going to talk about later in the email, so keep that in mind. All that stuff is just swept under the rug. And it, I don't miss it. No, it, it feels very natural still, and I think that's something I was mentioning in our episode guide of... Uh, the episodes we have a couple just one or two line brief thoughts on them episode one felt really really rushed and i wasn't looking forward to the rest of it but i think as these couple episodes have gotten a chance to play with the continuity and where they're going with it i think it feels like a regular show now it reminds me a lot of the uh funimation cut siban cut <laughs> yeah. a little bit hold, hold on to that because that's the other email okay <laughs> so you've already got a hint of the two emails we're gonna do last thing i, I want to bring up here is uh, i was sharing a couple of these on twitter Twitter uh, posts I've seen out there, people talking about us talking about Kai. And this is the kind of thing where we have to make it explicitly clear because people on the internet hear read, what they want to hear. They hear what they want to hear and they read what they want to read. One of the points that I saw was, oh, those Daizenshu EX people, I'm kind of paraphrasing it, maybe adding a little bit to it. But it was essentially something like, they'll like anything that's Japanese. They're always praising Kai. And I'm thinking to myself, what are they reading? What I they call bullshit. Uh, yes, we like the Japanese version of Dragon Ball. However, We've mentioned things like the censoring, which we do not agree with and we have a big problem with. I've had a problem with the pacing. I've had a problem with specific parts of the music so far. Kai is not a perfect product, and I don't hold a huge amount of interest in it. It's a new thing going on right now, so it makes sense for us to talk about it. The thing that is important to me is the fact that it's forcing me to watch Dragon Ball again, and it can have, like a gazillion things wrong with it and I would still sit through it because it's forcing me to watch the show again and I have not rewatched DBZ in forever so I appreciate its existence due to the nature that I have to watch it for this show so there are things that bug me like inherently I think it's wrong to crop the show it just isn't meant to be that way I'm having a hard time adjusting to that but at least they're doing us a service by reframing it right, but there's right. still a lot of awkward things about this show like the cross dissolves are kind of hard to swallow for me and the fact that episodes end differently like in the original yeah. version we get um you know sometimes they have a special pause on a frame and then they Water make it look all artsy version, yeah. and then in i think it was episode six yeah, it just kind of it stops on a frame and then they kind of like desaturate it and make it like red i was right. like wow that's budget i can do that <laughs> so don't think that just because it's japanese we're automatically going to give it a free pass come on people I, I think listen to the words that are coming out of our mouths we were very careful to say that even leading into it just because it's Japanese and it's from Toei, it does not get an automatic free pass. And we stand by that. Kai is not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, it shares a lot of the same problems that we have with the Funimation the Orange yeah. sets. Like Absolutely. 
one little point of hypocrisy I would want to point out. We don't love Kai, but if we were to love Kai, what would be the problem with Jap- fans of the Japanese version of DBZ liking Kai that would be any different from Funimation fans liking the redubs of season one and two? Like, if it's okay for them to accept a new version of the show, how would it be any different for us to accept a new version of the show? You know what I mean there? I think the only argument you can make is the fact that it does share those similarities between what Funimation has done with their Definitely. season box sets. It's like, oh, so their cropping is okay and... Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Well, no, both cropping is shitty if you ask me. Yes. And the only difference is that Kai did it, went about it a little better, but I still would prefer it untouched. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that's where you can make that kind of judgment against fans of the Japanese version. So it makes it harder to defend ourselves. <laughs> but the <laughs> fact that we even have to is really sucky. It, it is. But there you go. I think that kind of wraps up where we are. If you want to read some other kind of authoritative perspectives on this, definitely check out Konsentai. They're going episode by episode. And I know it's taken a toll on them because I'm seeing weekly updates with Kai stuff and no other updates on anything else. So I love it. I think we can catch up on some of our other work. Let them worry about these details. They're not going to be able to do a normal update on their site for two years. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to let Joe Hearns and TVW work on that stuff. But they go in depth and you're going to read the same thing over there where they have problems with some of the stuff going on. So do not think, do not classify every fan of the Japanese version of the show as eating this up. Oh, no, no, but but then the other end of the spectrum is, oh, those fans of the Japanese version, they hate anything that comes <laughs> out. So it's either we love everything that comes out or we absolutely hate every single it's thing. True. You can't please everyone. No, people you just hear what they want to hear. It is. So we are just trying to have fun with it, and I think we're doing We're that. trying to report on what is out there, people. <laughs> Come on. Throw us a bone. All right, so that's Kai Talk. We'll try to hit up on it each week if we we can when we do a show. I think we're in a groove here. We're getting back into the show. That groove word again. I, I I like to groove. I'm I'm in the groove. I'm I'm done saying that word. If I say it again, you can hit me this episode. Okay, I'm I'm gonna hold you to that. Okay, so with our topic out of the way, let's cruise through the releases for the month. We're already a little bit into May, but let me step back to May first. On that day, we had the TV version anime comics. Dragon Ball Z Anoyoichi Budokai Volume 2 of the Animanga version of the filler episodes there after this. That was the longest freaking sentence ever. (laughs) I know. Coming from Shueisha, it is 730 yen. If you want it, you can get it. Mary, can you see this on May 4th? What we got? Yeah, on May 4th, we had the French uh, Kanz and Bond Dragon Ball Volume 2. So, forthcoming in the month on May 19th, we have a lot of stuff over here in the U.S. We've got Dragon Ball Volume 4 of the Viz Big. This one is not delayed. It's uh, still listed there. That would cover Tonkovo and graphic novel volumes 10 through 12. It is $17.99, though Amazon still got the pre-order for $12.23. Also on that day, we have Dragon Ball Z Season 9 from Funimation. They are finally finishing a run of DBZ in a consistent format from beginning to end. This is their uh, faux remastered box set covering DBZ episodes 254 through 291. The MSRP is $49.98, and Amazon's got the pre-order for $29.99 right now. So if you're looking to finish up your collection, you uh, save about 20 bucks if you want to pre-order it. Finally, also Funimation finishing out another uh, sort of consistent run, other than some numberings of movies here and there. Dragon Ball Z movies 12 and 13 double feature. Again, uh, the remastered, the widescreen presentation on these. The uh, DVD is going for $29.98, though Amazon's got the $18.99 pre-order. The Blu-ray is $34.98. Amazon's got the $19.99 pre-order. Again, good prices there. Mary, May 20th 
20th, we've got Japan and Spain. On May 20th, Wednesday, we've got Dragon Soul CD single. It's the opening theme to Dragon Ball Kai, performed by Takayoshi Tanimoto under the group name Dragon Soul. Uh, there's a regular and a limited edition of these uh, CDs. We don't have a track listing yet, but we'll report if there is uh, something that comes out soon. You can find this over at uh, CD Japan. Also on that same day, we have Dragon Ball Z Volume 33. It's the Spanish Region 2 two-disc set, and it covers episodes 264 through 270, uh, the Buu Saga. And it is 24.95 euros, and you can find it on ZonaDVD.com. They're just about done with their run of DBC over there, too. So, uh, good job, Spain. I think that is the set of releases for May, so let's do some emails. Mary, why don't you read the first one here? All right, here's a familiar name. Magica writes to us with uh, this email. How would you compare Kai's edits to the edits of the Ocean dub? Examples would include the editing out of Blood and Willies, and changing the whole on Goku's abdomen after Goku after Piccolo using Makan Kosa Po on him and Raditz. Do you foresee Kai going the same route as Ocean as far as editing goes? Well, my vote goes to yes, because I have just been so put off by all this that they're taking this very Americanized route to editing. It's very eerie how much they followed the original Funimation edit from uh, 96 with the first couple episodes. You know, Gohan out in the forest by himself, not entirely removed, but mostly removed. And they just kind of get right into the Raditz stuff. I mean, there were uh, some of the episodes, Gohan and the Orphans, but the robots cut out. It's very similar, but in terms of the, the violence and the edits, I mean, we do have things shaking on the screen because these digital edits in front are on top of the cell animation in the back. So for the most part, I don't know, things like bushes in front of people and uh, stars covering up punches to the face, I hope we don't get that extent, but it doesn't look very good. At least one advantage that Kai has over the previous edits is that they're working with the source material, so at least they can do a cleaner job of of censoring. Very true, yeah. I don't like that it's being done, but at least they can do it in a more streamlined fashion. It's not quite as shaky as it was 10 years ago, 13, 14, 15 years ago here. Would you like to read the second email here? Sure. Okay, the next email is from Chris, and he writes, Hey, Mike, Mary, Julian, and whoever might be joining you this week. Funny how a lot of our emails start off that way. <laughs> that uh, ends up just being two people. My name's Chris, writing to you from Canada, and I've recently discovered your podcast slash site. I've been working my way forwards from episode one, but hopefully I'll hear this soon enough if you ever happen to read it on the podcast. I'm probably younger than most of your listener base, but I grew up with reruns on the Canadian station YTV. Apologies to you guys, but I've never been able to like Rock the Dragon after growing up with the Canadian opening. Why are, why are they apologizing? They don't have to apologize to us. We didn't make it. <laughs> Rock the Dragon's a giant joke to us anyway. Silly. Silly fun. Anyway, I mostly wanted to send you guys a shout, but I have a question as well. What is an illusion saying? I've heard it has something to do with an old Famicom game, but I'd love to hear some more about it. This is a great question because there is a good background on it. So Mary, you will remember the episode in the TV series. I believe it's DBZ episode 11. Uh, Tenshin Han, Kuridin, Chiaotzu, and Yamcha, they go into some sort of alternate 
past reality thing to fight two Saiyajin. This is when they're training. Yes, it was one of the episodes that was cut from yes, Kai. <laughs> it was cut from Kai. Uh, to train for the upcoming, you know, Nappa and Vegeta are going to land. They're all training together with Kami and Popo. So these two Saiyajin that they fight, they're not actually given names in either spoken dialogue or the end credits. Actually, they're only just called Saiyajin in the end credits. No formal names or anything. Uh, this episode aired in July 1989. Now, later in Daizenshu 7, they were listed as Maburoshi no Saiyajin, or something like Illusion Saiyans. Alright, so we're good there? They're just two random characters, no real names, but they're right. getting this title. As you hinted at, with a, something to do with a Famicom game, maybe? It does go a little further than this. Uh, the Famicom game Dragon Ball Z Kyoshu Saiyajin, or just something like Assault Saiyans. Uh, that came out in October 1990. It actually had variations on these characters to fight against. And these characters were given the names Onion, Brocco, as in Broccoli, and then Pumpkin. Now, all of these names were later used as well by Toriyama himself. Uh, the names there would be Onio from Nekomajin Z. We have Broly, which is the broccoli pun as well from the DBZ movies. And then we had Pumbukin from the Bardock special. Now, these uh, three characters in the Famicom game, there are close-ups of them. The one named Brocco looks like that taller one that was in that TV episode. And then there are close-ups of these onion and pumpkin characters. They're actually just palette swaps of each other, something like a Sub-Zero Scorpion thing going on. And they both look like the shorter one that was in that TV episode. And onion even goes Ozaru in the game, which is a little strange. So in terms of the TV show, these characters are not given names. Uh, Bandai made a Famicom game that incorporated these character designs and assigned names to them. And unfortunately, because two of them are just palette swaps of each other, you can't really assign a name to the one that was in the TV episode if you wanted to. So does that make sense? Kind of taking designs and creating new characters for them? Going a little further than that, the game also has uh, a battle against Garlic Jr. in it. And you know, you had Nikki, Ginger, and Sancho in that game. But the game also has three other characters, same situation, palette swaps of those characters named Herb, Jasmine, and Cinnamon, which were palette swaps of Nikki, Ginger, and Sancho. So pretty interesting stuff. So those are the Maburoshi no Saiyajin, or the Illusion Saiyans. Not really given names in the TV series, but uh, their character designs are recycled for a Famicom game. And then given names. I learned something new again. I'm very cool. I love how that always happens and I'm on the show. <laughs> very cool. So Mary, if people have these kind of questions, concerns, all that good stuff, anything they want to say. Right, us. and hopefully we'll research your answers to your questions <laughs> I got a chance to do something that was research-based rather than opinion-based this week. I'm very happy. Awesome. You can send your emails to podcast at diezex.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. We got one last thing to do before we finish up the show. Let's name a couple donation items. We're going to name two items this week, uh, and everything that we're talking about here is going to be reviewed on the site very shortly. So the first thing we would like to name, courtesy of Sailor Spaz, we have the Sailor Spaz Memorial Frieza Memorial CD. <laughs> Mary, would you like to guess what this was? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Maximum the Hormones oh, CD single. Oh, okay. F. slash F. Uh, F being a song about Frieza. Frieza, Frieza, Frieza. <laughs> right. 
We talked about it uh, shortly after it came out in Japan, but uh, due to the donation, thank you very much. We were able to get uh, a full copy of the CD. We're going to do a complete review of it on the site with scans of everything. I mean, the back of the CD has a picture of Frieza's hover chair. So uh, we're really excited to share that with you. And then we're going to name the first half of uh, kind of a combo thing. This would be the A.J. Kenlon Memorial Story Guide. We did get in the story and the character super exciting guides. So thank you very much for those. We're going to do a review of the super exciting guides very soon. Herms from Constantine is going to join us for that. Uh, that's where the whole Mark thing came from, which you can read about Mr. Satan's real name, according to Toriyama. So uh, I look forward to Herms joining us again. Remember, last time he was on the show, I told him he was banned from the podcast until he got a new microphone. He got and, a new microphone. Oh, good for him. That was fast. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to talking to Herms again. And we will be naming the character guide, hopefully, uh, when we do that show. So thank you very much, everyone. Look forward uh, to new reviews on the site for those and more, as well as the CD singles. Uh, we're going to be giving those away uh, this month and next month. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're interested, check out the homepage. I will not say anything else about it. Mary, we did 174 of the show. Yes, moving right along. We're moving. Can you believe we're, we're going to hit 200? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Who the thunk it would ever have it's it? It's going to be half a year from now, thereabouts, but I think I think we'll get there. We will, we will. And our new swinging pad. That's right. We got we'll see how this uh, episode awesome turns out. Yeah, With all Damn our straight. ceilings and stuff. All the ceilings. <laughs> it's like we didn't have ceilings before. Being the one ceiling. All one of them. All right, Mary, thank you. Hey, I got an email from Julian yesterday. He's alive and well. Yay! So, Hopefully uh, he'll be on the show soon. I'm hoping so. We'll try to hook up with him next week. I don't know what we're going to do next week. We're thinking about doing a manga episode this week, but then I got sick and there's a lot of stuff going on with the move. And next week, we're kind of getting into not enough buffer weeks between manga episodes. So next week's going to be a surprise to you and I, but we'll have something cool for you. No, you still have surprises. Regardless. Mary, people want to check you out. Apparently your site's back up. It is. I thought my site was down, which it was for a couple days. I thought I had no hosting. I was going to go on my server but um apparently i did renew my hosting after all so you can go visit temple of trunks the fan site at t-e-m-p-l-e-o-t-r-u-n-k-s dot com excellent uh, so for mary over here bye for julian off in japan my name is mike vegeto ex and i am happy to be podcasting again daisen shu ex podcast konshu mo kite kudasate arigato gozaimasu jikai mo otanishimiri